Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I am your host, James Carmody. This is episode 162. We have an amazing guest, an exemplary servant leader in studio with us today. We have a great show for you. And, you know, the Rise Up Network is committed to sharing the good news, sharing those stories, excuse me, sharing those stories of servant leadership. Who are those folks that are out there in the community and the marketplace that are making a difference, having an impact, influencing others for good? Well, this man served his country in the Marine Corps and is now got a couple different uniforms on. He wears a couple different hats at this point. Mr. Vishal Amin, welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here. So, I mean, you're doing work with Microsoft. You're wearing the flag for Travis Mannion and really like pumping that up. You're a dad. You're a husband. You're out in the community making a difference. You got a lot going on. Yeah. You know, I maybe not. I, I'm still trying to figure out where, where I fit in into all of that. I think it's mainly chasing the three kids around all day, but... Other it's time that, consuming. I, I'm I'm working on one right now, and that's that's plenty. <laughs> I can imagine three. No, it's 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 great, but you know, it's seamless. We at the you know the Travis Mann Foundation. We talk about it all the time. We talk about the word thriving. Yes. And what makes up thriving? Sure. And if you are actually thriving and performing at a high level, it's really easy to juggle a lot of things because you believe in it. Yes. And you're doing it, and that's. That's one thing that a lot of executives and leaders that we speak to every day, um, you know, speak or, or talk about and speak about and try to portray. You're not doing a job. You believe in what you're doing. You're invested in it. And that's what's really making a difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's aligned with your DNA, your purpose, your calling, who you are. Yeah. You know, you get up and it's like, I don't have work to do. I got life to do. I got life to do. I right. got life yeah. to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't wake up this badass, amazing person. How do we get here? Give our, give our network, you know, those oh, folks man. that are listening that don't know you, maybe missed you the first time around. All right. Give us your backstory. Well, here here's a quick backstory. I okay. joined the Marine Corps as a mistake. As a mistake. As a mistake. Why? I, I Why join the Marine Corps as a mistake? Because they were cold calling at the time. We didn't have podcasts. And you responded as an 18-year-old to a cold call from the Marine Corps. Yeah, my dad did. told me to go take my name off the list. And I went over there and I walked back because I had no backbone to say no. And I walked back with an enlistment in the Marine Corps. And those guys pushing the boots, they enrolled you pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah, that was solid. Was you solid don't need to work. come off of this call list. You need to actually sign on the dotted line. Yeah. And I was scared of public speaking, scared of all of that. Enlisted in the Marine Corps, went to college, went to some great schools. Yep. Uh, became an officer. Uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to Cal Poly, Pomona. Yep. Smart guy. Is where I graduated from. Great. Uh, from there, you know, deployed a couple times before that, mm-hmm. and then after that. And give give us a timeline, kind of reference. What years was this? Oh, yeah, spanning from '98. Yep. Until until recently, until last or a couple years ago. Sure. Um, and then just officially making the move out this last year. Yep. Uh, flew in the backseat of F-18s for many years. Completely inspiring as one guy to another guy. Yeah, it was badass. Great. You know, my kids didn't really care too much when they were two. Maybe they'll care one day when they see a picture of dad in the back a of an F eighteen. Yeah, they won't recognize me because I had hair then. <laughs> and then you know, moving from that, you know, went into being passionate about identity and and data and, and something we spoke about. You know, just being passionate about something and how that transitioned you out. And yeah, but. What I want to harp down on here is my last year of service, I actually lost a good friend. His name was Todd Serene. Okay. All right. And then, uh, and then a year after that, another good friend of mine who sat, I've sat in his back seat plenty of times. His name was Sterling Norton. 
Mm. Call sign Cabby, and then and then uh, and then Sterling on the back end, Stranger. Yep. So both both of those great men we lost in F-18 crashes. Wow. I was honored and privileged to be the casualty officer for Taj, uh, and that's how it started. And I got involved with understanding what it felt like to knock on someone's door when they lost their loved one. Wow. And give them the news. Wow. And after that, I realized the resilience and the perseverance of the person on the other side of the door. Mm. And really being passionate, being able to be passionate about something to give up your life and leave all of that behind, you know, something that stuck to me. Yeah, that ultimate sacrifice. And I was introduced to an organization called the Travis Manning Foundation. An amazing organization that I've had the honor and privilege to get to know over the last few years. Their mission is really to empower the families of the fallen and veterans around the globe with an underlying theme of strengthening America's national character. And what, I mean, what's better than that? Yeah, I mean, it, that's got America written all over it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and the mantra of the Travis Manning Foundation is, if not me, then who? And I encourage anyone listening to go on the Travis Manning website and, and go look at the story, story of the Travis Manning Foundation. So it's uh, travismanningfoundation.org. You can just email it. Or dot com, and you can just uh, Google it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll obviously we'll, yeah. we'll share that and have that. But, but the story is behind Travis Manion and how he lived his life with that ethos of "if not me, then who." But that ethos rang true to me. And why we're talking about it today is, right now I'm in a I'm a, I'm in a leadership position and an executive level at an organization that serves a greater good to protecting identity and data, mm. and I'm passionate about it. Cause I wanted to make a difference in that space, yeah. but I didn't get there because I just wanted to be successful professionally. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to adapt to a mission. And just like that, I associated that with my involvement with the foundation of creating a sphere of influence and, and changing lives for the better. And one of my personal passions is the Travis Manion foundation and which is alluded to the success that I've had professionally. So one of the, the one thing that I wanted to make sure that the listeners here are, are hearing from me is being involved with a servant leader based organization like the Travis Manion foundation or anything that you're passionate about will lead to your success professionally or personally. You look at some of the largest leaders in the world, you look at Satya at Microsoft, you look at, you know, the state leaders, and the nation leaders and some of the organizations like Donald's Rump, Donald Rumsfeld with the Rumsfeld Foundation and, and his involvement with the, found, with the Travis Manning Foundation. You look at some of the passions that they're involved with, they don't grow their organizations by, by stri strict revenue. They grow it because they believe in it. And that's, that's what part we of do. Who at, they are. Yeah, that's what we do at the Travis Manning Foundation. We believe in our mission. And that mission really is to strengthen America's national character by talking about values like integrity, service, courage. And that's what I'm passionate in. But everyone here listening is passionate about something. I would encourage you, my ask would be, go find something you're passionate about, whether it be making paper airplanes and showing kids how to do that, to encouraging people to network and showing them how to do that. Go find an organization that does that and give back. And I guarantee you that you're going to make some strides in your professional journey. I think it's it's so important for us to instill service into our young ones. 
you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, you know, take a year off between high school and college, and I worked for a nonprofit called City Year, which was under the AmeriCorps Foundation, and I was teaching kids in Boston how to read, you know, kids that had kind of gotten passed through the system, and they're now in fourth and fifth grade, and they didn't know the alphabet. It was one of the most fulfilling years of my life, and having that opportunity as, you know, a teenager and a young man instilled service for me, so now as an adult, you know, my family serves, contributes, my team at Synergy One serves and contributes, you know, one of the underlying things we're doing here, we don't talk about it much, but the Rise Up Network wants to make service sexy for our young people. Let's talk about it. You I know? mean, that's that's what it's about, right? I want young people to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up to go to work and I'm fired up to go volunteer and serve. Like, hey, what are we doing Saturday? Let's go make a difference and an impact in this community. You know, that's that's the generation. It's, yeah. it's coming it's coming to play. When yep. when we were when we were growing up, the words like empathy and and courage and commitment, those weren't sexy words. Those were no. just things that were on a piece of paper. Right. But now people are starting to see that by caring about something, by investing, and really that, that word investing in what you believe in, you know, that's a way of serving your community. Yeah. And that service can be, just like you said, it could be sexy, it could be, um, it could be appealing, it can be but attractive. it's what people are doing right now. It's what you're doing right now at Rise, at Rise Up Radio, right? Yeah. We're, we're serving the community, but you know, get out there on a Saturday, even if it's for two seconds. Yep. Stop somewhere, go, go ask someone what they're passionate about, how you can help them for the next moment or two. That's serving your community, and that's the thing to do now. I think, I think you're absolutely right. That should be the ask. And I believe that through, you know, through individual service, people are going to have an increased level of satisfaction in their experience of their life. They're going to be more joyful. They're going to be happier. And that's going to translate into their performance in their relationships, their performance in the workplace, and I'm sure impact their wallet. Yeah, I want to I want to I want to make um, one great point here. Yeah. So through through Patriot Consulting Technology Group, we're, mm. we're, we're a big Microsoft uh, under their umbrella, but yep. through them and Microsoft, we work with global nonprofits. Global nonprofits. Global nonprofits. Give us a couple examples. So, if you can. Not, yeah, so let's say organizations that are the size of the Johnson & Johnsons and the size, wow. of, the size of, um, of, let's say, the big automobile companies sure, and things massive. like that, right? And without giving any names out, mm -hmm. you know, those are the size that we work with. But I want to make a point here. Those nonprofits are businesses. And those businesses need to survive by making money. Yeah. And, and moving their missions and forward. And making payroll. And mission. So just by involving yourself in a nonprofit doesn't mean that you're going to be working for this nonprofit, not making a payroll, having to do it on your own and, and, and taking up all this time that you know, you may think you could have been better used somewhere else. These are organizations that can influence your way of life, your succession, and and attach value to what you do every day. Absolutely. And that's and that's that's huge. I think, you know, if you just take a step back and understand what you're passionate about and attach yourself to that mission and that value, like for me, it is the Travis Manning Foundation and it's the if not me then who mantra. Yeah. Let's talk. I, you know, let's talk about that 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 mission and that vision for a second, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a younger person listening to this, or 
or an older person for that matter, but you feel like you, you don't have a defined mission. Yeah. What advice would you, how do people find their mission? How do they get in touch and in line with their purpose and their mission? So we do this, we do this exercise called leading with your strengths, leading with your strengths. Okay. Yeah. And we do it at the Travis Manion foundation with, yep. with transitioning students and students all across, um, all across, uh, higher education schools and things like that. Okay. One of the things we do is we say, what are your tangible goals? Mm. And what are, and, and from there we write those down. Now I want you to think about what your tangible goals are not. And now I want you to think sure. about what did you do last weekend? Do you like, do you like taking dogs for walks? When was the last time you were at your best? What did, what were you doing? It's a great question. And wh what was your environment like? Were you around people? Were you by yourself? Were you acting as a team? Were you taking direction? When were you at your best? And I had someone say, Vishal, I was at my best when I was playing baseball in sixth grade and I loved what I did. Well, why did you, I, I was in a team environment. Team. I loved the validity. Yep. I loved the people around me. I just was really passionate about the sport and bringing people together and working as a team. And I said, okay, let's stop there. Mm-hmm. Can you find an organization where you can be at your best again, where you can find a team and a cause and an environment where you can not worry about income, where you don't have to worry about what people think and do that and invest in that. And if you invest in that, tell me how you feel afterwards. And that's how you can make the sexy again. That's how you can invest. That's how people can get back into finding something you're passionate about to your question. That's how you find something you're passionate about. Take all the tangibles out of the way and think about the last time you were at your best. Mm. And if you could think about the last time you were at your best and define the environment around it. Sure. Vividly. What did it look like? Go find somewhere where you can do that and feel that way and try it out. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is great advice for anybody, quite frankly. You know, when were you at your best? When was the last time you were at your best? And what did it look like? I, I had a, I had a mother come and say, you know, I was at my best this morning. I have five kids. My husband's been deployed for two years. We're getting out of the service. I've managed finances. I manage the kids schedule. I love being under stress. I make my best decisions under stress. I'm at my best right now. And I was like, awesome. Fantastic. What she was saying was I need to be more involved in organizations where I can make risk-based decisions where I can manage risk, I can manage stress, and I can be put under the gun. So she went out and found a nonprofit that she could help shape their vision, their way forward, making decisions to grow their business. And now she sits as a, as a board member on that nonprofit two years later. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Really cool. So I want to start to bring this home, you know, for our listeners what do you want people to do to, you know, start getting involved? What kind of questions should they be asking? You know, what's some st like some action items, some tangible things that people can do today? Well, I don't want this to be a soft, go find something that you're passionate about. Go try to invest in it. I like everyone immediately within the end of the day today, when you're listening to this, reach out to someone that maybe have reached out to you in the past. Go find any organization. If you're passionate about it or not, go learn about it. Take five minutes, go learn about the organization because either you're going to be passionate about it or you're going to know that that's something you don't want to invest in. And then do that until you find something that you want to invest your time in. And 
try it once. Go find an event. Go find one of these amazing organizations here in San Diego. And say, I mean, there's thousands of nonprofits. And- thousands. And just go attend an event. Yeah. Go volunteer. Go put your name in. Go learn about it. Just do it once. Yep. And then don't just say, I did it. But I want you to really be vulnerable. How does it make you feel? And then replicate that feeling. That's all I'm asking. And once you do that, I guarantee you take that in, take that into your work, take that into professional life, take that into your family and talk about it. And that's going to, that's going to give you some gains right away. Instant value. Absolutely. You know, in this, I I brought this up earlier. I, I believe, you know, deep down that those that serve have a happier experience of life. They're more joyful. They're more satisfied. They're bringing that happiness and that happiness and that joy permeates out to their environment and those people around them. You know, people that serve, I believe, are going to be more successful as a mate or a partner, as a parent, as a sibling, as an employee, as a business owner. They're just going to thrive. Thrive. That's exactly. And ask yourself one question. If you don't go out and do it. If you don't go out and invest, who's going to? If not me, then who? If not me, then who? That's it. Folks, we've been in studio with Vishal Amin. You heard it here. If not me, then who? That individual responsibility, that accountability. You know, big heartfelt thank you to you and all that you do for our community in the multiple hats that you wear. You know, um, huge thank you to the Travis Mannion Foundation. I mean, character does matter. And you guys are walking the walk and talking the talk and teaching our young people how to be better versions of themselves. And I love you guys for that. Now, thank you for your time. And it's a pleasure being here. If uh, if anyone gets a chance, go on the website, go look it up. Yep. Just But realistically, if you don't look it up, just ask yourself, if not me, then who? Thank you. We're going to end with that, folks. You've been listening to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody, my good friend, Vishal Amin, Travis Mannion Foundation. Ask yourself, if not me, then who? Who?